We can bounce back to the NBA. All right. So, well, we already talked about. Um, well, Lane did talk about contenders in the NBA. Callan, do you think that anyone outside of Oakland does have a real chance at uh, at the championship this year? Um, I really like Boston. Boston, as as I mean, obviously Kyrie's going to come back healthy. As long as Hayward doesn't progress backwards due to the gruesomeness of his injury with Brad Stevens, I mean, the East is pretty much lined up there for their taking now, other than Giannis and whatever Kawhi does. I, I really like this. I want to see a Boston Golden State NBA Finals. I think I, that'd be good. I go watch a Boston Houston NBA Finals. I, I'm. I really want to see what Boston does. They're they're the only ones who I think has a, a legitimate shot that's outside of the West of defeating uh, Golden State in a playoff series. Um, I don't, I don't want to see Boston do anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I think they actually, I think they, they still are. I think we're still going to get Warriors Boston in the finals. Yeah. Um, but I'm just hating on them. I think that, That's um, the only Washington in you, it is. I mean, the crazy thing is like, basically LeBron has terrorized Eastern conference for what, like the last, like what? 15 years. Yeah. For the most part. And He's gone now. So basically, all those teams who were, you know, basically getting clapped by LeBron in the playoffs, they all actually have a shot now. But it's it's wild that Toronto had the best. Toronto had the best record in the East. They they fired the NBA coach of the year. They got rid of their, one of their star players, and LeBron left the East anyway. So they literally could have kept like their coach and kept. Um, uh, what's his face? They they would have still been in the mix for it. Um, now it depends on. I think it depends on how Kyrie, um, not Kyrie, um, Kawhi actually responds. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I would love if he actually set out the entire season. Like <laughs> if he, I think if he actually sits out the entire year and just says, "I want to play in L.A. I don't care what anyone says," I think that could literally change professional sports namely in the nba because i don't think any other than lebron james like i don't think many players has actually controlled their their own destiny in the nba and so kevin durant um i mean maybe he, he kind of did yeah he kind of controlled his destiny to get himself two championship rings yeah, but, I mean, but he wasn't like sticking up Golden State. Like LeBron was basically telling Dan Gilbert, "I'm playing on one year deals. I don't give a fuck what you say. You pay me the max." And like he and he did it like every single season. So I mean, yeah, like you can say KD did control Destiny because he wanted a ring. And where do you go? You go to the best the ring. Um, but I think main, I'm I'm more thinking of so like an actual like a power play standpoint or like. I want to control where I want to play and I want to maximize my dollars in a way that I want to. And so I think if Kawhi actually sits out <laughs> the season, I think he can do it. I think he can. I think that would be the most ridiculous thing to ever happen. Play, I, hey, man. Players, Literally, can, like, players li- controlling their own destiny, man. Like, it's it's a new wave. <laughs> LeBron told them all, man. LeBron told them all. He, he really did. I don't think LeBron taught him to, to sit on the bench and do nothing until you get your way. 
Yeah, <laughs> if that's what it takes. Like he, LeBron. LeBron knew, didn't teach you that. When did LeBron do anything close to that? The decision. Le- yeah, like the the decision. He sat he on the said, bench. You're taking it too literal, though. Yeah, you, you are. You totally are. Like he he knew Literally, that. No, no. If you're healthy and you're not playing, then that's it. Like you're you're a diva. Like I don't want you anywhere near my team. Like that just tells me if you don't get your way, you're out the door. But, I mean, but think about it. Think about it from if he actually did it though, and sat and went to Toronto, and like he's saying all the right things now. But when it comes down to October and the season starts, if he right. actually sat out a match, bro, he would literally, yeah. he would literally have to leave Canada for the entire who, season. Who he likes was, Canada? <laughs> no, I'm saying like if he showed his face in that arena at all after pulling a. Uh, that's just like literally, you're just you have no self. Like no one would have, no one would respect you for sitting out an entire season and, and getting that, paid. But the thing is, these these owners and these GMs, they can get rid of their players in a heartbeat. Like like this is all about maintaining who actually has power or not. And so, I think in general, people don't have any problems with. GMs and owners cutting and trading away talent at their whim. But whenever a player wants that same power, he doesn't get that same respect. So whenever LeBron does say, look, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, he basically is like, look, like I want to play in this beautiful ass city and I want to compete for rings. Yeah, but LeBron did that after giving Cleveland seven years to do something. And Cleveland did nothing after seven years of him playing by himself. And literally the best side piece was Mo Williams or Antoine Jameson or whoever you want to talk. Literally no one. So literally he didn't – LeBron didn't quit. He gave them seven whole years. He gave them two contracts to find somebody to pair with him so he could compete for an NBA title. They wouldn't do it. So he decided that, hey, I'm going to go somewhere that will. Someone that's serious enough about winning to pay the money to do it. And that's what I, he did. We're talking I, about Kawhi literally saying Kawhi could win a title in San Antonio. He could have. He did. No, I'm talking <laughs> about he could he could still. Oh, if he had stayed, right. If he had stayed, if he would have tried, if he would have put in the effort, he still could have. But he's literally just taking the easiest way out. And I was like, okay, so your thing is that LeBron left Cleveland the first time because he basically lost trust that the organization could get him talent, right? Kawhi lost faith in the Spurs because they fucked up his whole medical shit. Like, they basically misdiagnosed him once, and he didn't trust him from then on. So why would you want to play for a team that you don't necessarily trust? Okay, so why is he not playing for the Raptors? So apparently he wants to play in LA, and so right. But the, the, why wouldn't you play for the Raptors? Where's the distrust there? Or are you just being a diva saying I'm only playing where I want to play? That's it. It's a well, little bit. Of, it's a little bit. It's exactly that because essentially, um, who he, wants that trying, guy in the locker room? Though he wouldn't want Steve Ballmer. <laughs> Steve, Steve Ballmer wants him. Yes. Yeah, the like, Clippers. But the thing is, we got to ask ourselves: like, if a person wanted to. to gain their own leverage and control their own power, why does that make them a diva? 
because they are literally healthy and they're getting paid a salary this year. If he wants to forfeit his salary, by all means, sit out. I bet you the league would make him forfeit his salary, but the the thing is that we've never seen a player possibly do this, and we haven't. We don't have any hints that he will. But that's why he should. Is that's that why he, he could possibly should. literally do it just to get to L.A. and to prove a point that he, he has get to L.A. That organization. All he's got to do is play one year, and he can get to L.A. He's have to play out his contract to get to L.A. He he has to wait his out his contract. His contract is one year. Exactly. He doesn't have to play. So he can play one year. But if you don't play, literally, I have no respect, and so many players are going to lose respect for this guy for not playing the game you, that he supposedly loves. I think he could be a, he could be a, um, a what is it, a, a front runner, like a, a leader. Like, I don't think a lot of people would do it, but he, if a trailblazer. A trailblazer. Thank you. We're talking about hey, basketball. Hey, he didn't want to go to Portland. He wants to go to LA. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if he was to do something like that, I mean, yeah, we would yeah, all it would be a horrible person. It would be sad. It would be phenomenal. Like, we need play- We need people you who have, are doing revolution things. That, revolutionary is, things. that is the millennial mindset. I'm going to sit back and do wait until it's easy for me, and then I'm going to go ahead and play. But hold on. No, no one said it. First of all, if he goes to the Clippers – that's not easy at all. <laughs> like, it's not easy at all. And if you want to say playing with LeBron James is easy, look at Kyrie and why he wanted to get the fuck out of Cleveland. Look at Kyrie's one and only ring. That's what ring. I'm saying. Yeah, look at Kyrie's but, one and only ring. But that he, he didn't, would never he, he, That he will never win another ring unless it's this year with Boston. And if he ever leaves Boston, he won't win another ring. Oh, wow. That's a hot-ass take. That is a hot-ass take, son. Dude. That is a hot-ass take. Yeah, because he was, he was so close to winning when they had the first pick whenever he was the main man in Cleveland. He was hurt a lot, though. Those Cle- first and Cleveland years. was oh, trash. Like, and Cleveland was absolute but, garbage. But, 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 but he's so good. LeBron, Cleveland was trash last year with LeBron, but they still made the finals. Technically, though. Because LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. He is. Okay. And I well, we, agree with, we, we agree on that one. But the thing is, the Cavs technically should have had two titles in that run when LeBron came back. If Kyrie and Kevin Love don't have those freak injuries right, right. in the playoffs, they win twenty fifteen. I think they beat the. I think they beat the Warriors. I think they could have done it. I so agree. It really depends on how you view how you actually view like athletes, and so if if you don't have a problem with them controlling like what they can do with their own and no i don't i don't have a problem with him at all saying sorry toronto it was your risk for renting me for a year i'm only staying here for you i have no issue with him leaving after a year but i have issue with him just saying eh, i know you're gonna pay me 20 some million dollars this year i'm just gonna sit on the sideline better yet i'm gonna sit at home and so if he said i'll, I'll you can keep the money i'm hey, not gonna you, play for you you wouldn't have any problem with that I wouldn't. I wouldn't have as big a problem with it. Still, they gave up DeRozan, so I think they would have a problem with it. But I don't think I would have a problem with it. No. And yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying you keep the money. Okay. I'm saying you should yeah. shit out the year. Okay, that's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then that's. I mean, that's completely fine with me because that's your personal life. You're putting no one out, but possibly yourself, or maybe you're doing yourself a service. That's a personal decision that I have no issue with, and I think players should have freedom too. But to sit out and still, I mean, I don't think the Raptors would, obviously they wouldn't have done it if they see that it would end up that way. Um, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't have as big of an issue with that now. 
It would be nuts, though. If, it would be crazy. Still, happen. yeah, you're right. It would be. You crazy. want to talk about every day on Sports Center? Quad Leonard still isn't playing for the ball for the uh, Toronto Raptors. He's still in L.A. and is refusing to play out play out his <laughs> final season. Oh my God! He hasn't he left his beachside mansion in four first weeks. First take would be over twenty four hours a day. <laughs> it, it would be crazy. But would Kawhi smile though? Is the real question. No, you wouldn't see Kawhi. As soon as he <laughs> as soon as he signed that contract with Bomber, he's he's gonna be oh, here. Oh, you think? I don't know, man. Why would he get, like? What is so great about playing for the Clippers? I mean, you can well, he, live in L.A. You can, he wants he wants, wants to, to play, play in the L.A. He wants to play for the Lakers. That's not Balmer. Well, the the last word that the last word anyone ever heard is like he just wants to play in L.A. And so yeah, right. So Balmer, he's trying to make the push to be like, you can play here and be the man and not play under LeBron, which is a smart play, yeah. but. I mean, Kawhi, he doesn't seem like he actually wants to be the man for anything. And I don't see how him playing with the Lakers, like, he doesn't have a personality to be a Laker. Like, he just just doesn't. <laughs> and, like, he's, like, like, how many times have you actually heard his voice? Like, you don't, you don't get who, like, you don't get his personality. Like, you don't have, like, you have someone who has more talent than you know, 99% of the league and who can be like an all-time great. And if he came to Lakers, he can be an all-time great up there with like Magic or Kobe or Shaq or Kareem. Like he can be one of those type of players, but like I think Magic is the greatest Laker ever because he had that personality of like, I'm going to embrace the Hollywood lifestyle. I'm going to have like the million dollar smile. Like I'm going to be everywhere there is to be in like the downtown late night club scene. Like I'm going to be an NBA star here and y'all going to love me. And he won too. And he was fucking great, but I don't, I can't even see, I can't imagine like Kawhi doing like a press junket. (laughs) Like I can't imagine him just on Rodeo, just chilling. Like that's just, this isn't who he is. You know, it's it's kind of crazy because you look at his his personality, and you look at a guy like Giannis, who has come out and said he's a small town guy. Uh, I kind of see Kawhi being the same, you know, the same makeup. Uh, you think he wouldn't really want to ever leave San Antonio? It's low profile. They don't have, you know, it's it's just kind of an old fashioned type of franchise. And for a guy as low profile as Kawhi is. You would think, kind of, that that it wouldn't that, that he would follow the same footsteps as Giannis, and it kind of seems out of character for him to be like this. But, like you say, I don't I don't have anything against player mobility whatsoever because, in the same sense, if I'm over here working at one job and I have I see a better life for myself somewhere else, I don't hesitate, and no one holds it against me. So why do we hold it against these players? It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, and like I've lived here for um about a year and so i've seen how everyone here like is basically affected by Kawhi leaving like everyone was like fucking shocked like everyone no one saw this coming at all like it was it was super fucking strange here and so i don't know i think that i really do think that he lost trust in san antonio like 
whenever they do the 30 for 30 on this shit, it's going to be wild as fuck. Like, we're going to be questioning Greg Pop. Like, it's, I think the 30 for 30 is going to be that wild. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really strange how it all played out with Kawhi, but, um, but yeah, man, I think that's, I think it's going to be in LA. I don't think it's going to be in Toronto for the long haul. I think it's going to be in LA somewhere. Either yeah. like, I think most of the Lakers, I think most of the Clippers, but maybe the Lakers if he's smart enough and wants to play with, you know, the greatest player of all time. And you think, <laughs> to me, I mean, it, I, I would think anyone would pick the Lakers over the Clippers now, but again, his personality kind of points to where everything here kind of is just out of character. And he, he just seems like he would rather go to the Clippers and be the main guy there. Because, I mean, it's not like they don't have any talent there at all. Uh, and he could, uh-huh. he could build around that. But Do they have talent? <laughs> I mean, they have Lou Williams, right? <laughs> uh, do they still? They do have Lou Williams, yeah. He's on extension, so he's yeah. still a Clipper. Okay. He's on extension, like, last I season. I mean, they got rid of... Oh, D- the, wait, DJ's not there. Yeah, I forgot about that, honestly. Yeah, he finally he, went to Dallas. Dallas. Finally went to Dallas. <laughs> so, I think... I think if he if he just wants to make money and play basketball, like go to the Clippers. But if you want to go to Death Row, where I just <laughs> all in the video, right, like I just don't like, see how you can't play for San Antonio and still live in Los Angeles with as rich as he is. Oh no, he does. So in the off season, <laughs> in the off season, like he he never stayed in San Antonio. In the off season, he always went back to California. Mm-hmm. I I know that from. Uh, my girlfriend told me basically. So, yeah. so yeah, like he in the summers, like soon as the season was over, like he pieced the fuck out. And, yeah. <laughs> but even still, like, like I said, I think, I think, I think the story of why he left is going to be spicy as hell. So, so yeah, I can't wait for that story. <laughs> so, who do you think is uh, it's going to win the MVP this year? Um. I think that kind of ties into how well the Lakers do. I think if I think if the Lakers can become a top four seed, it has to be LeBron. Um, I don't think no one from the Warriors is going to win it ever again as long as KD's there. Um, unless like Kyrie, unless like the the Celtics win like sixty eight games and Kyrie just like on fire. Um, I I can't. I, if if the Lakers do as good as I hope they do, I don't think anyone else is going to win this up the front. Yeah, I mean, I've struggled a lot with the definition of valuable in the last few years of MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, value is if you're not there, what's the difference between the team when you're there versus when you're not? Uh, I mean, LeBron to me, well, he's been in Cleveland at least, especially when he was with Kyrie, he's a little bit especially last year he should have no doubt been the most valuable player just because of the surrounding cast that he had uh, I don't I don't mind James Harden winning it but I don't think that he was the most valuable player he may have been the most effective player but uh, we just got to rename the rename the award if we're going to if we're going to give it to the best player to me value is is you know it's it's who who the team is when you're not there so I think like you said if the Lakers come out and they suck you know, it'll be it'll go to Russell Westbrook or James Harden or whoever has a better season, just because they're the star stars on their team, their respective teams. Or like you said, Kyrie might come out. 
Uh, I'd like to even see Jason Tatum after what he did in the playoffs. I mean, he could come out and be a be a main f- scoring focal point, and Kyrie might just start dishing the ball and taking it to the rack. I mean, you never know. There's just so many stars, and that's what you were talking about earlier. There's a lot of stars in the NBA, and and for some reason, I mean, I understand that, that if if your team's not winning, you're not necessarily considered as valuable, but. Yeah. Just teams like players like Giannis. I mean, Giannis is one of the most valuable players in the league because without him, they're terrible. And with him, they become they become relevant and they become mm-hmm. competitive. So yeah. you know, just things like that. You, you they it's it's wide open until you see injuries, until you see the teams that are competing, and and you'll see the players that are that are showing out. And I'm sure James Harden will be in the mix, and Russ will be in the mix, LeBron will be in the mix, but you know. The players like Giannis, who should be up there, they don't really get noticed because he's the sixth seed in the East. Yeah, I think I just think because everything. Well, I think if we are going to have the best player, I mean, LeBron should have just won in like basically the last fifteen summers. <laughs> um, but I think I think for everything Harden did last year and how like statistically like the Rockets were this. They really were a juggernaut, basically, because of all the great shit that Harden was doing. Um, but I don't know. I don't see. I don't really see voters rewarding that again this year. Um, I don't see someone like Russell in OKC. I don't see him going on like a triple double tear again um, and getting MVP. So um, yeah, and like I said, like I think I think someone from even for like Joel Embiid, let's say like let's say the Sixers somehow they're actually better than the Celtics and they get mm-hmm. the first seed. I mean, then Joel Embiid would be in like heavy contention. Um, that's kind of a big if, though. Like that's like I don't really see Boston backsliding, um, but but yeah, I, I I think that LeBron probably should be the frontrunner for MVP. Now, I kind of meant to ask this earlier, but. Uh, what do you put? So you look at what Paul George did. You know, he wants to get to LA. He wants to go to LA. Wants to go to LA, and then he goes to OKC, and they play a year, and they're successful. And uh, he decides he wants to resign. So if Kawhi plays, what do you think the percentage is that he says, "You know what? I don't mind it up here. They've got passionate fans." Because realistically, Toronto fans—they are passionate. I mean, they 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 show out for their team. Um, what do you think the percentage is that he might actually like it up there? I don't think the Raptors can do it. I, I mean, I just don't. the city of Toronto, I mean, if you're young, black and rich in Toronto, like that's like really gold star type of shit. Right. So, <laughs> Drake. so I mean, yes. Yeah. So the city of Toronto is actually a fun ass place to live. So Except it's cold. Yeah, something that. <laughs> um, if you couple that in with the fact that, like, if you are as good as you were in San Antonio, like, we could legit be a top three or even a top two team in the East. The only team we got to worry about is is either the Celtics or uh, uh, the Celtics or the Sixers. And if we beat those one of those two teams, we can get to the fucking finals. If they sell him on that, like... I mean, I think he would say, but I think that 
I don't know. I think that really is sort of a big ass because he was traded there. Um, that wasn't his first, from what we're seeing so far, that wasn't really his first choice. Um, I don't Ooh. think they're going to do it. I don't think they can do it. But, I mean, if you're going to be in the East, you want to be on you want to be on either the Celtics, the Sixers, the Raptors, and I would say even fourth place would be D.C. Because at least you have John Wall and you have Brad Bill and you have Otto Porter, who's a good um, wing player or whatever. And then living in D.C. is just fun, too. Um, if not Miami, <laughs> like if you want to be like young, rich, and black, Miami is a great town to live in, too. Um, but I think if you want to compete in basketball, which I think Kawhi actually does, then you know you want to make sure you're at least the second best team in the East because I was going to I going to guarantee you to be in at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lane, you got to go, don't you, buddy? Actually, I think I'm good. Oh, do you? I'm, you I'm good? good. Yeah, I'm good for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, do you? That's so, Lane, do you? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lane, do you think? So do you think that – what do you think the chances are that he does? Do you think it's the greatest chance he stays in Toronto or that he, he's the one and done? I think uh, Toronto has a solid core that he can fit really well into. Uh, DeRozan was kind of the two guy that he really couldn't stretch the floor here until mostly the last year, and I think Kawhi does a little bit of everything. He's definitely the better player than DeRozan, although I do like DeRozan uh, as a second-tier you know, B player. I think Kawhi is an A player, maybe A-plus player. Uh, and I think that if him and – I mean, Lowry really is the X factor to that team as long as Kawhi is playing, uh, just to facilitate and really just score, be that secondary score because you don't have a lot of players on that team that will step up. Uh, that you can rely on to be that 15 to 18 point score secondary every night. Um, so I think a lot of it really depends on uh, Lowry's production with Kawhi because, you know, they're going to have to be successful, like you were just saying, uh, for him to even be remotely interested. Because, I mean, I was still surprised Paul George stayed because OKC was good, but they, were, they didn't even beat Utah. Uh, in the second round, so or was that even the first? Might have been the first. It was the second. Round. Round. It was the first, first round. round. First, first round. round. So, um, Spider I mean, Mitchell. You know, to me, he stayed because he saw what was there. Uh, I think that they might even be a better team without Carmelo, but oh, they will be. <laughs> they yeah. will be. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. So, so uh, I mean, like I said, he saw something that he liked. He saw something that he could build on, and it's going to take that. Uh, and I think it's going to take that a little bit more simply because of, you know, I think he really wants to be in L.A. more than Paul George. Paul George just wanted out of Indiana. Um, I, I So I'm going to say if they succeed, I give it a 50-50 shot. If they don't, I give it a 0% shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was super weird, too. He said, Kellen, do you think it was weird Paul said, too? I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. Like, I just thought it was a done deal. It's like, this is the moment you've been waiting for for two, uh, like two seasons, I think, we've been here. You want to go to Los Angeles. And then yeah. for them to fly Nas to OKC, and then Westbrook start posting all this stuff about loyalty, and next thing you know, first thing, like, it wasn't even, what, 
uh, it might even, I, I know they didn't announce it before, but it might have been like six minutes after midnight on July first. He was he was re-signing with OKC. It was like everybody was kind of shocked because uh, there's actually a Twitter account where somebody was counting down the days till Paul George signed to the Lakers. I know. And then the night he announced it, night he announced it, he was like he was hurt. He's like he's like fuck this dude. And he was, <laughs> his feelings hurt. So I don't I don't know what it was about Westbrook and OKC and the the coach there Donovan Billy Donovan's still the coach there right yeah and, yeah and all the things that KD wanted to get away from like I don't understand what made Paul George want to be a part of it but I, I really think it's it was just the fact that OKC had a plan and Westbrook unlike some players was actually actively trying to keep him on the team. I don't feel like he did that for KD. Um, I think he, yeah. wanted, oh, he wanted to have that one-man show. I think Russ was trying to learn from his mistakes. Yeah. I, I just really yeah. feel like that he felt like he was wanted. And he, he was tired of being in Indiana. He saw how they fell apart without him. He saw that they weren't attracting anybody after their playoff team fell apart a few years back. And he just, he just felt like he was in a good situation. So I was completely shocked, but I understand where I understand it a little better now versus July, a, a month ago when it happened. I'm you excited know, to see. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm excited to see Russ how he matures this year uh, to try and actually because you see a lot of Russ, and I criticize his game more than anyone as far as he takes too many shots. Uh, he tries to do too much. Uh, and he would do better, and I understand he doesn't have that many weapons or hasn't had the past few years before Paul George and uh, they, uh, Mello got there to to really dish the ball and, and re- have reliable scores in addition to. But I'm excited to see how he settles down with his second superstar because, I mean, he had a little bit of time with Harden, but he had a lot of time with KD, uh, and they didn't really ever find a happy medium between sharing the ball. Yeah, it was all uh, iso ball. Exactly, and I think that the fact that I think if if he takes a step back of shooting, he should never shoot more than thirty times a game. Oh, and thirty times to me <laughs> is is the peak that should happen a few times a year. And now I'm talking if you're driving to the hole thirty times a game, we're fine. But do not don't just start jacking shots in the third quarter because a it takes a lot out of you shooting forty shots. And when he's not a good jump shooter to begin, jump shooter to begin with, uh, it's not good for your team. Whenever you have a guy in Paul George that can score the ball anyway, uh, he's not quite as as, as athletic as uh, Russ is. But Russ needs to do his thing, get to the hole, pop it, and you know, Russ. It's the off season. You see how LeBron's improved his three point shooting in the last three years. If Russ can do the same thing, he will be. And I don't think it's even a question. He'll be one of the best point guards to ever play the game. If he can develop a consistent jump shot, he'll be unstoppable. But he doesn't have that now, and I think he tries to get he, – he, sh- he thinks shooters keep shooting. Well, you're not a shooter yet. You're an athlete, a fantastic, one of the best all-around athletes we've seen uh, in the NBA in the past – since I've started watching, probably ever. Uh, but, you know, you've got to understand your strengths, weaknesses, and, and – craft your game around that especially whenever you have weapons around you do y'all think kevin <clears throat> actually regrets going to oklahoma oh, not oklahoma um oakland Golden state yeah i oh, think no. he does 
Oh, I, no. Well, I, I don't think he regrets what has happened as far as his career goes. I think he regrets how he has painted himself into such a corner to be hated all the time. Like with LeBron, people eventually forgave him, especially after Miami lost that first year. But with him, like it's been constant hate all the time. I don't think he regrets the winning or the championships, but I definitely think he hates how he's changed people's opinions of him. I think, you know, I, I, I don't like, I find myself disliking what he did a lot, but I also see myself in him a lot as far as I'm going to do what the hell I want and really not care what you think. Uh, and the fact that he can do that and he has the position, the money, the fame, and the rings now to do that, then, you know, I kind of envy that fact. And, you know, but a lot of people do envy him, and I think he understands that. So, yeah, I think I understand what you mean by he's kind of given himself a bad name. But at the same time, to me, you know, he's got the stuff to back it up. So, really, no one can tell him he did wrong because he can say, well, look at my rings. You know, I can't, I can't discredit him for that. And I don't think that he really, really – because I think he's in a better situation now than he ever would have been in Oklahoma City. I think that he – he may be the first like basketball victim of people not caring about rings. <laughs> like he is a two-time back-to-back NBA champion and Finals MVP, but people dislike him so much that no one cares. And like this is like they're they're playing probably the best basketball of any team in NBA history, and I think it's going to take at least like another five, maybe even 10 years for us to fully appreciate that everything that like the dominance and the craft that the Warriors have when they play basketball. Um, But I think, I don't know. I think on a lot of levels, he does have regret over it. Um, I think, I think it's really a sort of like an agitating sort of thing if the media is always asking you about it and people are always tweeting you about it, um, I think it's going to take some years before we actually get to a point where we're not upset over it anymore. I think whenever, if they ever lose <laughs> while he's there and then like he decides to leave, I think that's going to be the part where no one brings it up anymore. Um, I just think on sort of like a trolling level that like he probably he regrets it, but I mean, I think, like, whenever he's old and, like, 70 years old and, like, we're looking at the greatest players ever, we're going to look at this team and we look at him and say he was a seven-footer who could cross up and score on anybody can, and can defend a lot of NBA players. So. Man, literally, regardless of how you feel about his choices in life, he still is something I think we've never seen. I mean, maybe Larry Bird was kind of his tall, but, like, still, just – to be Larry was only six. No, 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 no. Yeah, really. Okay. Durant, Durant's legit a seven footer. Durant's right. just as tall as Boogie Cousins. True, true. Well, I, then we have never seen anything like that. Like literally, he is no doubt the best scorer in the NBA right now. I think he's the most unstoppable scorer in the NBA. Um, oh no, he is. He and he, he totally it's, is. It's it's amazing. I mean, really, it is. And 
Another question. Who do you guys think will be the first person to, and I'm not even talking about Boogie in this conversation as an mm-hmm. answer, but who do you think will break up this Warriors team first and win? Draymond. Yeah. Oh, you said win? Wait, um, who and when? Who and when? You know. Oh, um, I think it's Draymond. I think it's after this season. I think it's Clay because because aren't, aren't both of them free agents after this season? I think so. I know Clay is for sure. Um, I mean, it's I I don't well, I think one stays not the other, and so it's going to be one of them too. I think Clay. I I think Draymond's going to be loyal to Steve to Kerr. I think it's going to be Clay. If they if they want to hell even if they don't win another title, he has three rings already. So he and, he's and going to go why. somewhere and get paid, and well, no, he's I, going to leave behind Golden State. But I think that's the same reason why Dre's going to leave. Like he's going to be someone that's like, okay, I have these three rings. I'm not going to get as much money as KD, Steph, or Clay, so I can go somewhere overcharge them. I'll still be considered an NBA champion. And I can still, you know, play all these positions for them and still get my money. I feel like Draymond's going to be a lot like Ben Wallace after he left Detroit, though. I feel like is that I feel like that system is best for him. I feel like when Ben Wallace left Detroit, everybody's like, oh, Ben Wallace is great in Detroit, but he was never ready anywhere else. I feel like it'll be the same thing for Draymond. I think I think I agree with uh, Marcus as far as uh, Draymond has a bigger chance simply because of just their demeanors as people. Uh, I think Clay fits into the low key. Everybody, there's no. I mean, they they're all superstars. But what I mean, there's no superstar on the Warriors. I mean, you could say uh, KD is, but really Steph is just as big as a superstar. Um, and there's really just no. That they all fit together well, and they share the spotlight. And I think Clay likes that, and he appreciates that because he is soft spoken. He doesn't talk a lot, uh, and Draymond does. So I think that, like you say. I think he's going to say, well, I could get more money somewhere else and I could be the man somewhere else or one of the superstars somewhere else. And I think he's going to, you know, take that and just run with it and just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to go make my money. I've won my titles. Like you said, I mean, realistically, no one, no one's going to even consider saying that he was the best team on any of the Warriors teams that won titles, but he's going to still be that guy that has the rings and nobody's going to be able to say shit to him because he has the rings. Right, but so now he's gonna go off and make his money, and that's it. And I think I agree with you, Kellen, in the fact that yeah, he probably won't be as good of a player somewhere else because he won't have that guy to rebound and kick to to hit that wide open three and stuff like that. He won't be able to be in a place where he's he's always single guarded. He's never ever ever double teamed. Now he'll go somewhere else where he's the second scoring option and he's double teamed. And now all of a sudden he's not as good as he was because he's one of the focal points of the opposing offense. Yeah, everything would change. I mean, I could I could score seven points a game on the Warriors just because I have a few open shots because I'm going to be open. I could get two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seven is pretty generous. I, I agree <laughs> for me. See, all right. Oh, so sticking with the West. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think we all agree that LeBron on the Lakers makes some playoff teams. See, correct? Yeah, yeah. He can give them in the playoffs. Yes. So, 
I just want to. I'm interested to see how they mesh. Um, Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee. I want. I wonder what role McGee is going to play. Uh, I just. I really. I'm excited to see. Just see how. They, I mean, it's literally just a bunch of guys that have been effective on their own, just coming together and just throwing it all together. It really is just going to be interesting to see how they mesh. I want to see Lonzo and uh, Kuzma year two. I want to see how they developed over the summer and how they played LeBron. I think I think they're really the X factors that people are forgetting about. Because last summer when they got drafted, well not Kuzma, last summer when Lonzo got drafted, that's all I really no, wanted did. to see. They both did. Yeah. So um, yeah, they both got drafted. I mean, nobody was talking about Kuzma. Uh, everybody was talking you. about Lonzo. I got you. Um, I I think I want to see how he developed because. Honestly, as some people say, he had at this point in rookie season, he did he was hurt a lot. But I did like what I saw out of him. His jumper's still weird. His dad's still crazy. But I, <laughs> I, I'm interested to see where Lonzo's career goes. I mean, he he made it to the show. He's the ball the ball and, kid who actually made it. Can we all agree he has the perfect mentor to look up to now? Yeah, absolutely. And he has magic. Oh yeah, last season. Rajon. Yeah, we didn't mention Rondo. Rondo played really well for the Pelicans too last season. Yeah, I like well, I love I love Rondo just simply because I mean, they have a lot of guys that have been in the moment before. So whenever you're playing in the playoffs, you're not playing with a bunch of rookies anymore. Like that's what it was. Rookie LeBron came in with a bunch of young and inex- either young guys that haven't been to the playoffs or rookies that obviously haven't been to the playoffs. And they brought in Lance Stevenson, who has playoff experience, who has led it, really been the top or secondary scoring option for a team before. Uh, and, you know, McGee has the, the ex- experience with the Warriors. Rondo won a title and has played many years in the playoffs. I just think they brought a lot of guys in to – I mean, it's a long NBA season, 82 games. They'll, they'll figure it out and by playoff time if – I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Again, I don't think they're going to win the title. Or they, I think Western Conference Finals might be their ceiling this year until they land another big free agent in the offseason next year. But I think uh, I think they have potential for sure. I don't want to see LeBron James across the court for me in the playoffs ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 does the the streak end for finals appearances this year? Oh, it should. Yeah. yeah. It should. If he if he comes out of the West, I mean this it was this playoff run this year that finally convinced me to put him over Jordan because for years I would never do it. It was this playoff run this year in his regular season that convinced me. And if he drags his team to the finals and makes it non straight, like. Dude, if he if he gets to the, the finals, finals and they don't win. win it, exactly. I was gonna say if they don't win it, if they get to the finals, and that's an issue. And you can't beat all those teams in the West and then lose to the East. All right. I don't know. Though. I'm picking. I'm picking the uh, the Celtics to win it. If they stay healthy, I think they're the. I think they're the best. I think they have the better coach. So, okay, so mm-hmm. you're making an early Celtics pick over the Warriors, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they have a better coach, and I mean, obviously, if they can stay healthy, if the same thing happens last year, then, then I mean, they're gonna be probably the same thing that happened last year. But uh, 
I don't know. I think I think of especially of Gordon Hayward. People underrate Gordon Hayward so much. He is he's great. I mean, he really is. He can dunk on people. He's more athletic than people give him credit for. Hopefully, the broken leg doesn't you know hinder that any. But I mean, I think that he's very underrated and and what he can do for the team, especially whenever he. I, I just think that's very underlooked in sports. Your supporting cast can take so much pressure off somebody and allow them to just be more comfortable in their role. I think LeBron's brought more awareness to that fact right. because of how exactly. much he's had to do. Exactly. So, I mean, I think literally, and this is completely switching sports and everything, but Dak Prescott owes his his entire career and popularity to Zeke just simply because if they didn't come in at the same time, then Dak would probably be out of the league by now. Well, he needs to owe it to Tony Romo's uh, breaking down once more right on time. Oh, that's true too. But that's, <laughs> no, we Romo can count on that. In the booth, now. if he hadn't got hurt, he'd probably still be on that field. He All still right. hasn't filed retirement paperwork, I heard. Really? Yeah, he still could go sign with a team if he wanted he's, to. He's going to go far bit on everybody. He's waiting oh for God. he's waiting for that quarterback to tear his ACL here in preseason week number three. He's waiting for the PEDs to get out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, we got anything else? Um. So, well, do you still have to go, or can you, are you going to stay a little? Oh no, I'm good. I thought I I had to go pick somebody up, but I honestly just talked all the way through my drive, so I'm back <laughs> now. Okay. So, uh, Kellen told me, Lane, you're mostly a LeBron fan, right? So you don't. It's mostly just LeBron, not necessarily a team. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I never. Uh, I I used to like the Pacers, but that was back in Jermaine O'Neal run our test days. Uh, oh wow! They, they kind of like broke the up. Squad. Yeah, that was yeah, that was uh, that was one of my favorite teams. I, I, one of my favorite players was uh, Reggie Miller, so I liked him a lot. But ever since then, I mean, really, I just started. I I haven't watched the NBA for but for the last four or five years, really heavily. I mean, I, I followed it and stuff, but I didn't start actually. F- uh, following it heavily until the last four or five years, and I just like what LeBron stands for. I think someone that you know has played in the league as long as he has, as young as he was when he started, to stay out of trouble this entire time, and to just continue to play at an elite level for so many years. It's just something you have to respect, and and I just ended up rooting for him mostly because I like to root for the people that a lot of people dislike, and you know I like to just you know I if I see that they're a respectable person. I like to root for him. So I've just, I've always been a LeBron fan. I've never hidden away from it, shied away from it. I never said I was a Cavs fan. Never said I was a Heat fan. I said, I root for LeBron and I'll, I want him to be successful because I feel like that the era that he's grown up in the social media area has really torn him down a lot as a person and exemplified his failures where MJ had a lot of failures as well that were never, that are never mentioned because at the time they were just brushed under the rug because there was no way of, people you know spreading that knowledge and i'm not right it was just read in newspapers all the time exactly so i'm not saying that i want someone's life to be exploited but i sympathize with lebron and the simple fact that you know he his life was just completely put under a magnifying glass and just every point of it was just exploited and shown out to be more than it was or even if it was something you know just it's just something that he was critiqued more than anyone else i feel like in my lifetime 
uh, especially for not doing something wrong. Like somebody like Tiger Woods, we talked about earlier, you know, he's been through a lot, but he deserved to go through that for what he did. LeBron hasn't done anything, but just the simple fact that anyone mentions his name in the same breath as the great Michael Jordan, everybody who beloved Michael Jordan, uh, they're all of a sudden all pissed off for no reason, just simply because someone compared them. So that that's basically my sympathize. I have sympathy for for LeBron, and I think that you know anyone that is as great as him should be recognized for being that great, and not just all of a sudden shit on because he was compared to another all time great. When realistically, the game completely changed today. Like I was listening to something the other day as far as talking back to whenever OKC got rid of James Harden and that was the only reason they got rid of them was because somebody wanted Serge Ibaka and they said, no, we're not getting rid of Serge Ibaka. And today that that sounds ridiculous that you would yeah, not get rid of Serge. The difference. But the reason was because at that point, everybody wanted to beat the Lakers who had Lamar Odom and Pau Gasol and that was how you won in the NBA at that point. Today, that team, that Lakers team would not even, would maybe not even make the playoffs because of just the way that basketball has changed. Well, Kobe wouldn't let that happen, but I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just simple things like that, you know. Uh, I don't know. All right, well, I mean, this, um, yeah, I think that LeBron definitely, he's basically a superstar out of the social media era. And so you're right, like a lot of stuff that's highlighted with him LeBron, like, didn't have to go through, like, even, like, Wayne Gretzky or Joe Montana, like, they didn't have to go through those same fires. And so, you know, everyone everyone basically had the microscope on LeBron since high school. And a lot of people wanted him to fail. And when he didn't, like, you know, that definitely ruffled a lot of feathers. And, you know, with him emerging as this all-time great player, and people basically putting him up against Jordan, like that ruffled a lot of feathers too. Like for like me and Kellen's generation, like seeing Michael play, he was he was sort of the first like one of the players that from at least our lifetime, people treat like a god. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had the everyone wanted the Nikes, like everyone wanted the the Chicago Bulls jerseys, like everyone wanted the ball head, like, like everyone wanted to fly. So everyone like literally wanted to be like Mike. And so you have LeBron now who people, people don't emulate LeBron in the same way they did Jordan. And so I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time, like considering him being better than Jordan. But the things that he's done on like the court with less talent and less coaching than Jordan ever had, like I think his game is just superior. Um, and so, yeah, like that's that's not going to win you popularity contests. I think that him leaving Miami, like you know, I think he didn't fully understand. I think kind of in the same way KD didn't fully understand that, like once you go against sort of the grain in that sort of way, like people really aren't going to fuck with you in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. And it took, it really did take him for a lot of people, not for me, but for a lot of other people, him going back to Cleveland and him winning, 
to be like, okay, now it was all worth it. To me, like, I was never a, a LeBron fan, but the greatest basketball game I've ever seen in my entire life was game six of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. The Celtics, yes. Yeah, and he literally... 48 on the road. Yeah, he, he legit willed his team to win. And you can see it in his eyes that, like, he was not going to lose that game. And he didn't talk the game. Like, he didn't cheer. His, he legit had the game face the entire game. And I never seen anything like that in my entire life. It was intense. Yeah. And so that was, like, that was legit the first game where I was like, okay, he he's probably going to be one of, like, the all-time greats. And this is, like, what, I don't know, his, like... Five years ago? Yeah, and this is, you know, he hadn't won a championship. He left Cleveland. He lost the first year against the Mavericks. And so I I wasn't a LeBron hater, but I was a LeBron questioner. Like, I was definitely questioning greatness. But after that game, I I didn't question that shit anymore. (laughs) Um, And so I think even with him, everything he did down 3-1... I think for me, and this last season, I think for me, it's a minute that he was the greatest ever. Um, And you were talking about KD earlier about how he can be an immense talent. Just for the fact that KD is a seven-footer, he can legit get a shot off on any person in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I I think he has the ability to surpass LeBron. But I think his going to be rolled is harder than LeBron because he went to he went to he went to OKC he went to Golden State and he gamed the system and so I I think from a just a baller standpoint like he's legit unguardable and so you know that's going to be really hard to argue against now I still think that's going to be years away from really considering um, but. I mean, I think if anyone NBA can do it now, I think the best chance to do it is KD. Because I don't think – I think Steph is already the greatest shooter ever, but he can't defend worth a damn. No. <laughs> like, Kyrie is probably one of the best offensive players, like, gifted players that we've seen in forever, but he can't defend worth a damn. Or stay on the floor. Yeah. So, LeBron – is an amalgamation of I can be Magic Johnson, but I can draw 50 and put the team on my back or I can be a lockdown defender when I need to. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, man, I think, I think LeBron always brings that to the table. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't agree with you that KD can pass LeBron and simply because he made the move. He took the easy way out. He could still have zero rings if he never went and joined the team that already won the most games in NBA history. And I'm not saying that he's not one of the most dominant scorers. And I'm not saying, but he's not even close to an all-around player as even Kawhi Leonard is compared to not even LeBron James to me. Um, and I think his defense has really improved in the last few years uh, as he's been to Golden State. But again, I think that everybody's job is easier on Golden State because they have so many people there to worry about. Um, So it takes the responsibility, the sole responsibility, as far as when you look at someone like Giannis, who has all the responsibility to really do everything on his team, which is why he'll put up the stats, but his team's not going to be successful because 
he is going to be double teamed every night. You don't get that in Golden State. And if you do, guess what? Clay's going off for 40 or Steph's going off for 40 or somebody is. And it's just the simple fact that literally any NBA player that goes to Golden State all of a sudden becomes better. How's that? Because they literally get forgotten about in the corner because there's other huge threats, all-star players on the floor with you taking the pressure off of you to where people are like, all right, we'll give so-and-so that three in the corner because it's better than giving KD a pull-up jumper that's wide open. Mm -hmm. So I think that him doing that, I don't have anything wrong with it, but you've been pretty much at that point taking yourself out of the greatest of all time because, yeah, sure, LeBron went and joined Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, but to me... That team was still beatable. It's just when you give someone like LeBron players like that that are willing to work with him, that's a dangerous combination. And I think if he'd have stayed in Miami, they would have obviously Chris Bosch had his medical issues, but I think they would have probably added more people and they would have still be they still would have probably won two or three more and they would have been closer to their goal whenever they got there with that two, three, four, five championship thing. But I don't know. I just I think that as soon as you go and you take the easy way out, and I can see why people think that LeBron took the easy way out, and he didn't have to go to Miami, and he didn't have to join two other stars, but I think he had to leave Cleveland. And if he didn't, then he was going to literally be the player like Charles Barkley that, I mean, I'm not saying he would have never won a title, but I'm saying the fact that, hey, what could he have been? Right, because his time was definitely up in Cleveland. Like, yeah. the writing was on the wall. Yeah, if um, you wanted when they didn't when they didn't make that deal for oh who could oh they the Amari Stoudemire deal. I don't know if you ever heard about the sling, but the last year LeBron was there, Amari Stoudemire was available in from Phoenix before he saw in New York next season, and really? the Cavs had a deal in place, and they didn't they decided not to do it, and they traded for Antoine Jameson instead. And that's I mean, just that's how you do that. Yeah, that's no question. And you look at even last year, they had a deal to get Melo and Paul George there, and it fell through. How? Mm-hmm. Like and literally, how? And that's when Kyrie heard that he was up for he was on the trading block, and that's what started that whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, if you can do that, and but that was was that before Kyrie said he wanted to leave. Um, we, probably, we probably don't yeah. know exactly if that was if that was before or not, but if it was before, I'd be surprised. Like, but I don't know. I I think that when just Dan Gilbert is, uh, I believe that's an idiot. Is an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he just literally, and I mean he got his championship. He's happy. I mean he'll he will go down as Cleveland royalty. Which congratulations, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I don't know. I think that that's we could sit here and talk about this all night. As far yeah, as, as that goes. All right, guys. Well, Marcus, do you want to do uh, one more topic, and then we will uh, get into the end of the show here? Uh, so, so yeah, we we definitely did like an in depth coverage of the NBA. Yeah, we've been talking about everything. Yeah, and so we did talk a little about in, the NFL. Um, we can go back. Well, we can go back to the NFL. So, um, 
so what are you guys' predictions for this season? Um, I know, Lane, you said that you think that the, you know, the Super Bowl is open. Um, and it's a, anyone's race for the season. Um, what are you guys' predictions for on and off the field? And do you think that this is a season where people and fans are actually going to start getting behind player protests and actually discussing the meaning of the actual protests? Or are we going to be continuing like the stick to sports movement? I'll let uh, you take that first, Lee. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think there's any – I don't think anybody's going to back down. Um, you've seen, as you were talking about earlier, you were you were you you said you were okay with Kawhi just sitting out just because. Um, these people actually have a legitimate reason that they're protesting about, regardless of whether I agree with the way they're doing it or not. I agree with the reason they're doing it. Uh, it is a legitimate issue, and I think that – any person that is big enough to do it once is going to be big enough to do it twice whenever all eyes are on them because all that that does is give them a bigger stage to make their point. Uh, and I think that it is a point that needs to be made. I really hope it doesn't get in the way of getting the best, you know, 22 players out on the football field at all times. Um, but I, I think that, you know, there is an issue at hand that needs to be addressed, and I think that they're doing a good job addressing it. Uh, I think that, you know, it's it's what Kaepernick did, um, whether it's brave, regardless of whether it's smart for his own personal decision, he's not worried about his own personal agenda. He's worried about uh, standing up for people who don't have a voice. And, you know, that's what they're all worried about, standing up for people and showing that they are not alone. And I think, you know, regardless of the consequences that are going to come with that, the people that really stand bef- behind that, it's never stopped any of our, you know, our trailblazers before and any of the people that stand up and protest for for equal rights and protest for anything, really. They're they're passionate about it and uh punishment has never stopped anyone in the past. And I don't think it will this year. I I, I agree. I think that I think there's gonna be a lot of fines. I think there's gonna be a lot of I don't think Jerry Jones is gonna have any problems because you know that he runs that thing like a tight ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh I think there are going to be continue to be protests. I think there are going to be more tweets from from uh, that guy that's POTUS in the White House. Um, I think you, you sound I, like you sound like a Michigan fan talking about Ohio State. That uh, uh, at that team down south. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll take it as long as you don't call me an Ohio State fan. I'm okay with it. Uh, um, um, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't think this issue is going to go away. I think we're going to just hear more of the same narratives that we heard the past two years. I think more people are tuning out of the NFL this season, especially once they did the rule change where you, no players are allowed to take a knee and, and all this stuff. Now. Um, I think that a lot of people like started last year with Kaepernick and the way that he got, um, was treated and um, blackballed by the league. I think, I think eventually the fans will go, but the NFL is still the most popular sport. So I don't think they're going to lose enough fans to really fill a dip like, say, the baseball strike did in the 90s. Right. To literally let Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa juice up and then act like they didn't so that they could have that home run race. So I, I definitely think that um, this is the issue that's not going to go away and the protest isn't over. And just because the NFL passed a few rules and all the owners ratified it, so to speak, that 
things are going to immediately change. I, I think that um, as long as the players have that platform, they're going to use it um, to the best of their ability. So over under how many – okay, so the over under is 0.5. How many players do you actually think are going to get suspended this season for, for protests? Oh, over. Oh, yeah, at least you're saying one guy. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be one guy that comes out and he doesn't care. Like, literally, Kaepernick ruined his career for this. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a, a one-game suspension or a two-game suspension. I mean, I don't see – I think that that'll be, that'll be accomplished by week one. Oh, wow. You think it'll be that quick? Well, I don't know if they'll suspend him week one, but they'll be protesting week one. And oh, yeah. I would – I, maybe the suspension will come with, but it'll be first four weeks, I would assume. Uh, I think that you know, they're regardless of getting suspended, they're going to have supporters, and that's the big thing: is right. people will support you. You're not going to be alone just because you got suspended. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people behind you, and a lot of people supporting uh, the cause, rightfully so, I believe. But uh, I just you know, and I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope it doesn't. I hope they don't. Uh, you know, sus- suspend people for standing up for what they believe in, but it's just like I feel like we're disrespecting too many people just by trying to do what's right. Right. Um, you know, two rights don't make it wrong, but and I, you know, I can't sit here and you know blame anybody. So I, I, I don't know. I think that it's definitely going to be over, though. Um, I'm going under only because I feel like if the NFL takes that step. I really feel like then they're almost daring people not to watch a little bit. And again, it's still most popular sport, but I mean, I think that would just be adding more fuel to the, I don't support the NFL fire anymore. Uh, yeah. So you think it's going to be kind of a self. So, uh, uh, so I feel like, I think it'll just be fines and I feel like there might be team penalties, but I don't feel like you'll see Goodell say um, so-and-so is going to be missing next week's game because he, he took a knee during last week's anthem. I just think that's a risk they can't take. Yeah, I mean, as far as tuning fans out, I mean, the NFL has shown a propensity of not caring what fans think. I mean, this is a does not care about domestic violence issues. Um, this is the league that basically skimmed away <laughs> Like money for breast cancer awareness, like this. This is a league that has no problems with concussions or getting their players hooked on painkillers. Uh, I mean, anthem protests. Well, protests during the anthem. I mean, this isn't something that they're gonna necessarily care about either. Like until and they don't I even let them show it on TV anymore when somebody's kneeling. Yeah, so until they actually lose dollars and viewership, I mean, I don't think that's going to really change their perspective on a lot of these issues. Um, so I think if I think there would be a lot of negative attention on them uh, if someone does get suspended. But, I mean, this league has proven that they don't care about that. And so they, they care about the viewership, like as far as whether it's positive or negative. Like, in their minds, it doesn't show that they actually care about that. So is there any uh, – do you think this is there's any bets actually in Vegas for this kind of stuff? 
Oh, oh sure. hell yeah. Like, you can, like, you can bet a, on anything in Vegas. There's a bet on, like, if, if someone's going to score in the first play in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, like, there's, there's tons of this shit to bet on. Like, there's any, if you want to gamble, someone's there to enable you. Like, <laughs> I hate that. I hate like that's what America is taught us. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of gambling, the num the the number is six the number is sixteen point five over under sixteen point five Trump NFL tweets under well that's okay I'll let you go, you explain first I'm going to say under only because he he tweets about what eight to ten times a morning so unless there is something happening in the NFL that draws his attention like. What happened last season where he, he went and called everybody, what, assholes? Is that what he said? That yeah. wasn't standing for the anthem. And then that just set off that whole weekend of controversy. Um, I don't expect him to address it too often. Um, so I think unless there is something really going on where there's constant protest and Roger Goodell is, a, in his eyes, holding the league account, um, the players accountable for the new rules, that's the only way I would see him tweeting more about it. But um, I, I think it'll be under sixteen. I think it's going to be over sixteen. Mm. We're talking about one tweet a week in the NFL yeah. regular season. Uh, are we talk? If you're talking about eight to ten in the morning, you think that he's not going to go on a rant about it and tweet one after the other after the other after the other? He might. He and could. I think I think if you say four, five, six players do it week one. He's going to say something about it. He's literally, he came out and just, you know, crapped on LeBron for opening a school for underprivileged children. Literally, he came out and had no care in the world about that. So what do you think about something he's been harping on nonstop all offseason? As soon as that happens, he's going to jump right back on it because it's the kind of person that he is. He doesn't care and he has no respect for anyone else. He's just out there because he has bodyguards around him and he's saying whatever he wants to. Hello? So, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. So, I just I I just think that you know, I think it's going to be for someone as outspoken as him and clearly he has shown that he doesn't care about his self-image. Uh he's 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 just an outspoken person. He has a big mouth and he has a, a large platform. I think he's going to really be outspoken about it. What do you think, Marcus? I mean, I think it will be over. I mean, maybe I'm I, just optimistic. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you hope it's less, but I absolutely. Mean, but it's going to be more. I mean, this is sort of the this is sort of the image that he he wants that he wants that um, everyone be hyper nationalistic and have the sense of patriotism that we outwardly show. Um, so anything going against that, um, especially these athletes in this time period, like he's, he's basically against that. And so a lot of the protest, um, you know, it does include people, you know, outwardly speaking out against the president of the United States. And so for him to ignore that, like he's proven that whenever, whenever black athletes 
have these type of stances when they take these type of stances he he loves attacking it so mm-hmm. um you know lebron james is unintelligent but you know he just opened this he just did basically one of the most charitable things that an athlete has done and yet you know he's he's getting called a he's getting called dumb by the president of the united states so like you know these I- these athletes speaking up for themselves, like he's going to take every chance to, to attack that. I miss Obama. The, <laughs> you miss Obama. <laughs> Just, I miss I miss having a president that I could look up to. You know, just I don't know. Damn, this shit just know. got real, real. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Next, next question. Next, stick to sports, ladies. Stick to sports. <laughs> stick to sports. So what? Um. So I would say that. Let's see. I would say so far we we kind of agree that um, it's basically the Warriors championship to lose. Mm-hmm. While there's there's some potential contenders. Not me. Oh yeah, yeah. You did say oh, Boston. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll say hey, a healthy Mr. Boston. Mr. Lemon and health putting it on Boston. So a healthy Boston. Listen, Kyrie Kyrie beat Steph over seven games. Jalen Brown, uh over I think Jalen Brown can lock Clay up, really. Uh you put Hayward and Tatum switching off. I mean, really Jalen Brown might guard K D part time too, because he's kinda longer than Jason Tatum is, I think. And between him and if Gordon Hayward's healthy, I mean they really have matchups at every position. Uh, they and Horford he can stretch the floor with with Draymond. I mean he may not be as quick as Draymond, but he showed that he can stretch the floor. Uh, he kind of made Tristan Thompson obsolete in their series because he did stretch the floor and brought Tristan Thompson out of the post. And you know just players like that, you know. They match up very well, and they really kind of took the Warriors' dynamic and the fact that I think they have better scores and longer, more dynamic scores than the Warriors do have uh, to be a consistent scoring team. Now, the Warriors are consistent when they're hitting their threes, and they're unbeatable when they're hitting their threes, but they've shown tendencies that they can go stretches in games every game without hitting threes, and if the Celtics can score consistently and then get hot like they do, I mean, look, like literally Marcus Morris is on a healthy Celtics team is their sixth scoring option. I mean, that's scary. When yeah. you look at teams like that, you look at them and the fact that Andre Iguodala is their fifth scoring option when he's on the floor, that's scary for that team. And the Celtics can match that with that, with that, type, of, with that type of crazy offense. I think Lane just found his favorite basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, LeBron's favorite player, but the Celtics are he's on the Lakers, but the Celtics are his favorite team. What if they what if they clash in the finals? You have the Lakers Celtics, who are you gonna pick? Oh, I'm rooting for LeBron all the way. There's no <laughs> doubt there. I want LeBron's legacy. Uh he needs all the championships he can get for me to even have a leg to stand on because literally every MJ fan just automatically goes, Oh, well, he's six and zero in the finals. But what about all the times he lost in the Eastern Conference playoffs? That's a loss. Yeah. But they don't count that because it's just not on the finals record. Those six rings uh, kind of cover everything for Michael. Uh, they cover the flaws really well. And LeBron and LeBron's been to nine finals already. Mm-hmm. Nine finals. I mean, Eight in a row. The 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 Bulls 
they've never been they never been any sort of like heavy underdog in the same way LeBron seems to have been like Mm-mm. like I mean you look at like the only the only finals LeBron lost and probably really shouldn't have is the Mavs. Like that's the only finals they should not have lost. Like the rest of them, I mean, realistically, every time he got knocked out, it was the Warriors. Uh, they lost the Spurs. The Spurs were one uh, are an all-time great fundamental team. Uh, and I mean, I think he beat the Spurs one time too, didn't he? Or no, he didn't. He beat yeah, the, he beat the Spurs in twelve. Uh, okay, OKC, okay, the Spurs, 13, thirteen. They beat OKC, okay, the Spurs, and then the Warriors one time. Yeah. What? Quake the resume there. I mean, he beat a 73-win Warriors and the Spurs, who were seconds away from celebrating on his home floor. And then, of course, uh, the first one against OKC, where I really felt like Harden just didn't show up that whole series. And then they traded Harden away next season. So. He, he think, definitely has some quality wins. Do you think how many? How many? Do you think LeBron gets to five titles? Maybe in LA, if he gets an, if he gets Kawhi, I think that they're up there next year. I think I LeBron know. finishes with about with four. I think he gets one more. The very interesting thing about LA is that even if they get a, a big contract next year, a lot of guys they sign you this year are all one year deals. So they're going to still be a kind of a new roster next year, mm-hmm. unless they re-sign a lot of these guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh and who they decide to keep, who they decide to get rid of. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I think that's. I think that's one of the reasons why he signed the four-year deal, so he can at least show them stability for him, and right. then they can just basically build around him. Yep, I agree. I really wish Paul George went there. I think Paul George fits a lot better with LeBron than uh, Kawhi would. Because I think LeBron could play the three slash four, and Paul George could play even like the two or three in that system. And, Le- and I don't know. I just think that they would mesh better than Kawhi would, but I still think that LeBron getting into his elder years, Kawhi would still be in his prime, prime, and they would they would be successful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was looking. I was really looking forward to seeing the Lakers and with Paul George and LeBron going after everybody else in the West, but it wasn't meant to be, so. I hope OKC yeah, does well. I got a moment. Oh, what did you say? I said, I hope OKC does well. I like Dennis Schroeder going there. Can average 15 points a night for them. That'd be something they haven't had in the last few years. That's true. <laughs> Schroeder, I love when Walter Schroeder. I mean, literally, if Russ goes off the floor, it's Raymond Felton, and he's not scoring. Don't so. you slander Raymond Felton's name. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been good since North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty much. I was waiting to hear where he was went to college. So, um, Marcus, if if you don't have anything else, we we do something special when we close out these shows. Well, we already know who my uh, NFC pick um, is. That's a- well, what'd you say? Well, did I lose somebody? I don't know. I'm still there. Uh, okay, there you go. It got real quiet on my end. I have to edit it out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we, we make Super Bowl picks is what we do. And 
we just pick Super Bowl picks whether they make sense or not, and then we pick a winner, and that's how we end the show. So since you're the okay. guest and you brought all the topics to the table, even though you you won't probably be watching the Super Bowl, who do you have going to the Super Bowl and winning it this year, Marcus Robinson? Um, I mean, I at this point I still don't bet against Belichick, so um, I still think Pat's going to go on the AFC. Um, the NFC, uh, I, it's either going to be Minnesota or Eagles. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to get Pat's Philly part two, part doo-doo. So I think we're going to get that. (laughs) And MVP, you said? You can do MVP. Uh, Just normally, we just normally pick a winner, but if you want to pick MVP, you can Oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. Uh, um, it, it hurts my heart to say this, but if I had to pick between those two, I think he was going to win again. Mm, you poor guy. I know. Sucks. All right, Lane, what do you got? Going Vikings. I think it's going to be Vikings-Rams NFC Championship. Uh, That'll be a good game. I think uh, Vikings win because it's in, it's in Minnesota. Uh, I think the uh, I can't get the Chargers out of my head. I think Philip Rivers just has a year this year. <laughs> I think they I think they don't start. Literally last year they started zero and four. I think they start better this year. I think they win their, their division. I'm picking the Chargers. I think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm picking the Chargers to make the Super Bowl. Philip oh, Rivers. Philip Rivers finally gets out of his. Being great every year, but never doing anything slump. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that is a bold prediction. So here's mine. I am going to go from the NFC. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my God. Mm. Cam is going to have another great year like he did a few seasons ago. Can you hear my, can you hear my applause? From the AFC, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull the Baltimore Ravens. Boy. Yeah, oh that's what? Led, led, led by um, Lamar Jackson. That's hey, hey Callan, what what drink have you been sipping on? Hey, it doesn't matter. There's no rhyme or reason to this, Lane. That's the rules. <laughs> that's true. I did and, pick the Giants last year. Yeah, you picked. You were being serious then. <laughs> so, and then I have. I will take uh, the the um, Panthers beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Woo! You know what? Hold on. We should do a new tradition. Okay. Who are the two worst teams in a toilet bowl? Instead of the Super Bowl, who's the, who's the worst two NFC teams, AFC teams combined? And then the winner of the toilet bowl will be the worst team in the NFL. Oh, Dolphin, that's easy. Dolphins, Redskins. Oh, shit. Ouch. Going for the, going for the uh, throat there. What, who you got, Marcus? Um, I mean, no, no, no. Dolphins, Buccaneers. Dolphins, Buccaneers. Okay. Yeah, Redskins and Alex Smith. At least that's decent. I mean, he's better than Manning. Well, in the NFC East, at least. Actually, hold on. This is a quick sidebar. <laughs> Let's rank the quarterbacks in the NFC East because this is a good discussion. Because Alex Smith is probably the second. Well, if you don't count Foles as the backup, if you're talking about starters, it's terrible to say, but Alex Smith is probably the second best quarterback in the NFC East. 
which is, is awful, which is totally awful. He absolutely is. There's, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I can't disagree. But we're still not going to do shit with him anyway. So what is it? <laughs> what does it all matter anyway? But in the in the toilet bowl, um, I'm sorry, Kellen, to do this. Oh, um, you I, dog. Well, uh, I'm well. I'm not going to say Oakland. Oh, but uh, okay. a, another. You're going to say the Browns. A, a hyphen nation affiliated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, fellas. I gotta do this. Uh, the Browns will be making it to the toilet bowl um, in the <laughs> in the NFC. Um, I think even though they drafted Saquon, um, uh, hold on, uh, the the Giants, the Giants, yeah, yeah. I think even though they drafted them. I so think you're taking the terrible. team with the number one pick and the number two pick in the toilet bowl this year. In the toilet bowl, yes. And who, and I mean, wins? The winner of the toilet bowl, I think. I'm actually going to I'm going to pick it up. So I'm going to the Giants. The Giants will be the worst <laughs> team. In the, NFL. the Giants will be the worst team in the NFL this season. I love. I think the Giants will be second in that division. I mean, the NFC East Maybe is so third. fucking wild. Maybe NFC's, third. I, I mean, don't know. Dallas is just their wide receivers. They literally have so many small wide receivers. Tavon, Cole Beasley, Ryan Switzer, they're all small. And they have Allen. They think Allen Robinson, but he's always hurt. Yeah. All right. So, in the toilet bowl, from the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. And from my homes. Oh, whoa. The Kansas City pick. Chiefs. I don't hate that pick, honestly, because Mahomes is a gunslinger. He could throw he could he could throw twenty-five picks this year. And from the NFC, I'm gonna take the Arizona Cardinals. It's also not a bad pick. Sam Bradford starting for them, I think. And the winner between the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> the worst team in the NFL. And Who's they will there? take and they will take Will Greer with the first pick. Oh man, that's gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's their coach now? Bruce Arians, still, right? I thought he got no, fired. He, he, he retired. I thought he resigned. Uh, Either well, was, same difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's their coach anymore. Let me oh, see. Fine. Cardinals coach. But, uh, Marcus, did you have anything else that you wanted to throw out there before we wrap this up? I'm going to break this up in two parts because we've been talking for hours now. Steve Wilkes. Uh, Steve Wilkes. Who, who the hell is Steve is Wilkes? Uh, he used to be the Panthers defensive coordinator. What do you think of Steve Wilkes? I didn't oh, know. Oh, I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, know, I know Steve Wilkos. <laughs> I don't know no fucking Steve Wilkes. <laughs> He almost looks like he could be Denzel's brother. He does. He looks like like Dennis Green. A little bit of that, too. He looks like KD. He looks like (laughs) KD's dad. (laughs) And it's one picture he definitely does. Yeah, and that blue polo. He kind of looks like Tyron Lue, a little bit darker. And this one picture I see of him. He's a chameleon. He can be anybody. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they, may be the, they may be the worst team in the NFL. Sure, you're right. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Nobody. They even lost the honey badger. He was Where dating the owner's daughter, wasn't he? <laughs> the owner's daughter, but someone, someone high up. Wow. Good for him. Probably why he left. Good for him. <laughs> hey, man, you got to make that hey, come up. Honey Badger plays for the Texans now. Yeah, no. Uh, I know. Well, he's I only 5'9". Like oh, yeah, he's small as fuck. He's, not yeah. he's, he's my he's small fucker. All right. All right, guys. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for coming on and bringing the topics and stuff. Thanks for having me. Thanks. You for got to do it again. Having me. You, you and Lane seem to have a little chemistry there, a little back yes, and forth. I enjoyed. So I'll have to have you back. That that yes. was cool. Uh, you, you can find mm-hmm. Lemon on the Edge wherever podcasts are sold, and that's anywhere you can download them for free. Ninety nine. This podcast is brought to you by hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Marcus, you go, you want to go ahead and tell the people goodbye? Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and, and Lane, do you want to tell the people goodbye to? See you later. And, and with all that said, we'll catch you on the next one. Pay your rent on time. Pay your I, rent on time. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> it felt like the right thing to say when it's eleven o'clock Texas time. I guess it's eleven eleven, man. Make a wish. Well, it was eleven eleven. So my wish is that the Raiders actually are competitive this year. What the hell are y'all going to do this season, son? Like, who? Like, would you it's draft? Gonna, like, <laughs> oh yeah, Gruden. It's going to be Gruden. awful. My I'm wish. Looking forward to it. My wish. Will Greer wins the Heisman. I don't think he is, but I mean, I, I hope he either. does too. But. I don't either, but yeah, I hope he does. My wish is that the the Mountaineers win the Big 12 and Dana somehow gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would not happen.